Welcome to Mountain Mama Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mamas, a non-profit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And I'm Deborah Moore. And we are your hosts. And we want to welcome you to our wonderful episode today. And this is, we're with Miss Pam. I love this woman so much. We met each other on several recent adventures. And um, she had shared that she's did a lot of traveling, especially in the 70s. And um, she's going to share some stories about that. But first, I wanted to um, do a little intro. She's sort of from Chicago, Illinois, currently lives in Mill Creek. She's single, has three kids and seven grandkids. And currently, she's a software programmer and teaches robotics to kids, which is what? so cool. Awesome. And then um, fun little fact about her is she loves skydiving and loved hiking Kilimanjaro, which I have done. And that's awesome. That's probably a whole other episode. Um, but her next adventure, she wants to start walking on water, which is a cool thing called flyboarding. I, need I don't to, know what that means. Yes, you need to tell us what that means. <laughs> what, what is this oh, walking so on you, water? You put on shoe, these shoes that shoot water out the bottom of them. And what? so you start in the water, and then you're, like, hoverboarding <gasps> on the water. Oh, that sounds amazing. You haven't amazing. seen the pictures. Go look for the pictures. They're oh. so cool. Oh, that sounds fantastic. That sounds super fun. We're going to have to, like, check that out. Yes. That could be, like, a new Mountain Mama thing. <laughs> All right, oh, so cool. Pam, we wanted you to kind of let us know. She wanted, she shared first that she had a really interesting birth. Can I say yeah, that? That, that? So she was born in Chicago, but was saying, like, she's not from Chicago. <laughs> All so. right, so we got to explain this. Yeah. Okay, so my dad was an airline pilot. My mom was a stewardess, and that's how they met. Um, when my dad got promoted to captain, he moved from San Francisco to New York, and my mom was left with my baby sister to sell the house and then move. So it was finally time for my mom to move to New York. She got on the airplane, and halfway through the flight, I decided to, to come. I broke my water, <laughs> and she was stuck. So she was able to get off in Chicago and have me about an hour later in the middle of a blizzard. She couldn't get out there for a week. She didn't have her luggage, so she had no luggage. She looks at this as not one of her favorite times in her life is <laughs> me being born. So that's why I was born in Chicago, but I'm not from Chicago. So when you say like, because with the blizzard and everything, was she at least able to make it to a hospital for when you were born? She, at least that they, much? they brought an ambulance <laughs> okay, and okay. she made it to She's the like, hospital. In the terminal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Right. Like, <laughs> but I tried. My first adventure was trying to be born on an airplane. And yeah. I didn't quite make it. Well, you, you had that airplane heritage and stock and you were like, okay, <laughs> this I'm, is where I'm supposed to be. As I'm built for adventure, for traveling, I just got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. <laughs> I didn't know that about you, Pam. <laughs> I just like... Doesn't come up. I know, I know. That's true. <laughs> Very rarely do we bring our birth stories up. That's true. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to hear this story you had mentioned. Um, hitchhiking in South Africa in Rhodesia, Zululand. And this was in 1976-ish? Yes. So I was in college taking a year off because my dad had just had a heart attack. So he was grounded and I thought I was going to lose all my free travel privileges. Uh -huh. So I took a year off from Wait, college. Wait, why did you have free travileges? My dad's well, a pilot. Because he's a pilot. Oh, yes, of course. Pan yeah. Am. Yeah. Captain. So uh, good privileges. Yeah. Um, and so, and before I tell the story and that I just, <laughs> I want to give you a waiver of liability, a release um, of responsibility because in the 70s and the 80s, things were way different than they are now. And this was before the movie Taken, 
and and people were not as fearful of kidnappings and and things that could happen to you when you were traveling and especially I was 20 um, doing most of this traveling that I did and um, it just you could travel alone and it wasn't too scary yeah I, I, I had lots of countries where men would touch my blonde hair you know come up and touch my blonde hair and oh, things wow. but um, you didn't worry about being harmed and um, I, I was naive. I just want you to know I would never mm -hmm. let my daughter travel by herself <laughs> overseas like I did. Well, I was going to say, and, and don't worry too much about the, you know, like you said, with the waiver or anything like that. That's kind of what a lot of these stories are where they're like, <laughs> we survived. We're not saying that you should try this necessarily. Maybe it'll, it'll be a good experience or maybe you won't make it out. Like, this is not necessarily a how-to as much as a sharing experience. Exactly. Well, I don't know because I traveled, I backpacked Europe in the early 2000s and loved it. I was with By another, yourself. I was with another gal that we had just randomly met like a month or two before I went on this trip. And we had a blast. I think we said a wing and we were on a wing and a prayer, you know, yes. and then we just met tons of other people that were doing the same thing. And a lot of them from Australia and England and Germany and stuff like that. So I think it's still something I think people could do um, and should do. I think you just need to be smart about it. But yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, go like yeah. I that's why I love this story. I'm like, you just went for it. And the Middle and, East is a different story. Yeah, and that's where totally. I took a whole trip through the Middle East by myself. Mm -hmm. I looked like I was about 12 or 13 years old. Uh -huh. And I think I probably was safer because I looked like a child instead of a, a young girl. But um, so when I went to South Africa, the, the South Africa is about the size of the United States. Mm -hmm. So to think you're going to take a week or two and travel the whole thing is almost impossible. And I was at the end of my journey. I was getting ready for school. So I was low on money and time. So I just, I'd seen other people that had hitchhiked, so I decided to hitchhike. So wait, I'm gonna back up. Like, you, did you, were you just traveling all of Africa, like in one summer, or like were you just going specifically for South Africa, or? I did a trip through the Middle East okay. and Rome and the whole Egypt, the whole, you know, that area. And then I did a trip through the South Pacific uh -huh. and uh, Australia, New Zealand. Uh -huh. And then I did a trip down to South America and over to South Africa. Oh my God, like each one of these should be like an episode. Yeah, so easily. Cool. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> so this was the last one. And are yeah. these each individual and trips or this is like, I went this place and then I went... Uh, a month or two, a month or six weeks in each yeah. one. Okay. Oh, so this is all part of one big trip along the world kind uh, of a thing. A, a year off college. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and what was, awesome. the, what was like the social climate in South Africa at that time? It was rough. Uh -huh, Apartheid. Was thinking, yes. They had um, riots in Soweto was the oh. big thing. And so mm -hmm. we didn't worry about politics back then because that's what I'm going to say. They were actually in Zimbabwe, in um, Rhodesia, they were having the civil war. Yeah. I didn't know it. We just didn't worry about Whoa. what was going yeah. on. Okay. And same with South Africa. And same with Egypt. I The buses were through bombed out buildings and bombed, you know, mm -hmm. bullet hole buses and from that war, whatever was going on in that part of the world at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We didn't. My mom was a wanderer, a traveler, a stewardess type person. We had, I'd gone with my sister and my brother different times to different places. And we didn't worry about things like that. <laughs> That's so cool. So I only I know it. that it was a civil war in Rhodesia because I looked it up just before I came to talk about it. No, so you didn't I, even know back then. I wanted to see when it changed from Rhodesia to Zimbabwe and found out that, oh, that's why when I got to the border to go, I don't know where I was going, actually. I don't know what the plan was because I wasn't going up to Victoria Falls, which most people do because mm -hmm. um, it was too far away. 
so, but I got to the border and they put me on a military bus um, because I said it wasn't safe to be wandering and hitchhiking. And it wasn't till now, 45 years later, that I realized it was a civil war. <laughs> That's why it wasn't safe. But, you know, but like I said, sometimes there is that bliss of youth where it's like, unless it involves me directly, da-da-da, you know. Yeah, I just want to have fun and have an adventure. Ah. I do know that as I, I hitchhiked through, I got picked up by the ranchers, the white ranchers that were there, because they didn't think it was safe for me to be hitchhiking. <laughs> so I got picked up pretty easily. <laughs> and and because of the conditions of apartheid and, and you know, the right yeah. and different things they looked at me as a wealthier college university student who would share their side of the story ah. because we had no internet mm -hmm. we had no um you know just the news wasn't like it is now yeah. and so they wanted me to be an ambassador and go back to the universities and explain their part their side of what was going on um, with the black people and the white people mm -hmm. there. And even between the Afrikaners, which are Dutch descent, mm -hmm. and the uh, English people, mm -hmm. that there there's contention with all sides. Mm -hmm. right. So 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 it was a really fun educational trip, you know, talking to people and learning more about the what well, the conditions mm -hmm. that were happening, the political situation. Yeah. Oh so goodness. okay, so you got to the border and you said then then the military said no more of this hitchhiking with farmers and stuff, like we're going to escort you, or how did yeah, that work? Yeah, they're going to escort me. So I'm on this the front of this bus with a whole bunch of military people, and they dropped me off. I don't know what city I got dropped off in, but they just said it wasn't safe. But I hitchhiked the rest of the way and back. <laughs> so, so I didn't know. And mm -hmm. like I said, I didn't even know what was going on until a couple days ago. Oh, my. So what was it like hitchhiking with... Um, I'm going to go back. Like, what was it just like hitchhiking with these farmers and stuff like that? Were you in buses or So they're not like farmers. Or... These are guys with big ranches and estates. More like these plantations. Are, or, yeah. Yeah. These, yeah. These are fairly wealthy, you know, mm -hmm. big. Uh, it's English. It's British. So mm -hmm. it's that kind of a culture. Okay. And um, they were welcoming. You know, they wanted me to stay with them mm -hmm. when I stayed. And again, innocence back then. Mm -hmm. It was... And Did you end up staying with places, uh, yeah. people's places as you went along the way? Yes. Oh, that's so neat. <laughs> and I just, some of the memories were, um, somebody took us caving, you know, in some of the caves. Uh, one of the ranchers showed me his zebra horse combinations that he was pretty proud of. That he was breeding? I think it was an accident. No. <laughs> Like, did he have, like, one or did he have several? I think he just had one, oh, okay. <laughs> but it was just his ac the accident. Um, but they, it, there was just a lot of political discussion. I think that was the key why I enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. Had the same thing when I went to Israel and then into Syria and Jordan and the Palestinian situation back then in the mm -hmm. 70s. And because wasn't there a war in the seven seventy six? Yeah, war? I don't know. It was after, right after the 76 we'll war. Get into That's that exactly a what bit. it was, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a... I'm an experienced person, so you know, listening um, to their conversations, what's important to them, what's happening in their country, mm -hmm. is really fun. What oh, was it like? I, I wanna. So, what was it like being in the military? What um, hitchhiking? Like, was it full of? I don't know. Were they all armed? Was it really relaxed kind of an atmosphere? Were yeah, they like super AK tense? AK-47s everywhere. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm kind of used to that. That's a lot of it, the Middle East is <laughs> as, like that. That's that's the Middle East, mm -hmm. and so. Um, it was just the way they looked at me and stared at me. It was just an odd sensation. They were, they were so good to me, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, I don't, they didn't ask me questions. They were, 
you know, they were supposed to just sit in their chairs, I guess, and mm -hmm. do what they wanted. Were you like but... in the back of a truck? Were you just Oh, no, it was bus? a big bus. Uh, it was okay. a big <laughs> bus. And so that's the part I remember is that it was odd that they were, you know, telling me it wasn't safe and escorting me and... Um, Oh, wow. Have you been to South Africa since? No. Uh -huh. What do you think it would be like if you went back now or what, you know? Or, or places that you think you definitely want to go back to see. I want to take my grandkids. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. I've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. It's There are too many other new places to go uh -huh. that I don't usually repeat things. However, I want my grandkids. The I want them to do a trip through Europe. I want them to understand that. I want them to do a trip in the Middle East, uh -huh. the best thing you can do is follow history. You go to Egypt, and then you go to Greece, and then you go to Rome. Those are the three major um, civilizations. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then you go to Israel and all the history there. That was my favorite trip of all the ones I did. And you can go scuba diving in the Red Sea and the most beautiful fish The in knee-deep water. That was my ex cool thing there, was that I was clearing my face mask, and I'm in knee-deep water, and here are all these big, giant coral fish and angel fish and whatever all those fish are and um just the history you, mm -hmm. in israel was my favorite yeah yeah so let's transfer like transition to um israel yeah and when was that is that in the same trip you were doing that as well like was that after no you that was oh. the first trip that i went so that was in the fall of 75 okay and uh Oh, again, so yeah, I didn't realize that that was the whole trip was the thing because you go to Greece and you see the history. Uh -huh. You go to Egypt and you see all the history. Um, so cool. And then I, so I was trying to fly pretty much to, to cities that Pan Am flew to, uh -huh. but they don't fly to Greece and they don't fly, they do fly to Egypt. They don't fly to Greece and they don't fly to Israel. Mm -hmm. So I took another little trip over there. But, and then my, I was flying out of Syria, Damascus, Syria, mm -hmm. which, um, Syria was still not a friendly place, just like it is not now. Syria mm -hmm. is one of the worst places to want to go. Mm -hmm. And so the the thing was you weren't supposed to get your Israel to stamp your passport if you went into Israel because they don't recognize that and you'd have trouble getting into the other Jordan and Israel. Mm -hmm. So I told them not to and they did it anyway. <laughs> so now I'm going to have trouble getting home because I can't get to Syria. with right. a, So I take... Egyptian stamps that I had left over and put them on the visa in my passport, which is so not a good thing to do <laughs> to a government document. But I was desperate. So you cross the West Bank into Jordan, uh -huh. but that means you don't get an entry into Jordan because they're not, it's not an official, it's unofficial, I don't know if it still is right now, but it's unofficial entry into Jordan. This West Bank, they don't recognize. Oh, so it's this weird middle ground. Yeah. It's this weird middle ground because they don't recognize Israel and they don't recognize the bridge into Jordan. So they don't huh. stamp your passport. So when I get up, because I'm doing buses and things, when you get up to the Syrian border to get into Damascus, to just take a bus to Damascus, mm -hmm. they're looking at my passport and they're looking at these stamps and they don't say anything. And they don't try to take them off. Oh, you, you, you must have been like trying not to sweat bullets. <laughs> I'm just wondering, but I'm pretty innocent and naive again. It's just like, you know, this is all going to be fine. And, uh, and then, but what they said is you don't have an entry into Jordan. So they totally know that I've been to Israel. Mm -hmm. But officially they have to, the first question they ask is, where's your mom and dad? Because I look like I'm 12 and I'm uh -huh. by myself. Yeah. They take me into an office and I'm talking to this official. And 
again, he's just shaking his head like, you shouldn't be traveling by yourself. You should, you know, you're a child or whatever. And he's telling me I can't get to Jordan, can't get to Damascus. I can't. And I'm saying, I'm part of the airlines. They are, they, that goes a long ways in these countries. American, mm. you know, Pan Am was a big deal back then. Yeah, yeah. So they're helping me because I am somebody. And so they, um, they send me back. And there's a guy helping me. I don't remember how I met him or where I met him, but he's a Palestinian, and he's he takes me to the Palestinian camps where like two generations have lived that are stuck in no man's land because they have nowhere. They were kicked out of their homes, and so I'm hearing the other side that you don't hear in the United States. Yeah. About how when Israel took over the Jerusalem, they and the West Bank, they kicked all those people out. Yes. And the, uh, lots of them that didn't have means or money or. Um, friends or family are just stuck in these camps for generations. Mm. These people, all they do oh. is live in these camps with no amenities. Oh, and he, so I learned a lot about the Palestinian side of this area. Yeah, yeah. And it turns so it turns out that if I flew from Jordan, Amman, I think, to Damascus, and then I stayed in the airport in Damascus, then I was okay without. Um, a, a valid visa uh-huh. to so be in like, Syria. So it's kind of like a loophole that you could use. A loophole. You're not, because the airports are not technically the country. Yeah. They're sort of an international domain mm-hmm. if you're in an airport. Mm-hmm. So I wound up buying a plane ticket and I flew from Amman to Damascus and then flew home. Ah. But oh, goodness. I could have disappeared. You know, uh-huh. the way people disappear when you're <laughs> taken to a little <laughs> office and, you know, yeah. uh, I think the fact, though, that I think what protected me and I felt safe was because I was a Pan Am employee, mm-hmm. family person, and that was huge to them. They honored those people. And so... Um, well, I, So time-wise, though, because you, you saw so many things and went to so many different countries, like how, how much time passed as you were going through and seeing all these different... I would say I averaged two or three days per place that I went. Per country? Yeah, or? and I did, a, it was all flying because it was all free. Yeah. So other than like Egypt, I spent at least a week and Israel, I may have spent probably 10 days because I went all over Israel mm. and I went way down south to see things again, down the Nile River uh-huh. in Egypt. But Greece was quick. I didn't get to go out to any of the islands or anything, but I, I got to see the Acropolis. I got to see the stadium in Rome. I mean, I did some main things, but it was Uh just, yeah, a quick trip to just go and see and experience history. So I did a lot of studying because I, I studied the history and I loved it. Uh, Was it how long? So you said it took a whole year to do it? Nine months. Yeah. I kind of failed my one quarter in college. (laughs) And then my dad had his heart attack he's okay he was okay but mm-hmm. I was going to lose my travel privileges mm-hmm. so I took nine months and then went and repeated that same quarterback again when oh, I went good. back to school oh so, my word yeah uh, that is so amazing what yeah. would be your take home for the ladies like the things that you kind of learned in your travel around the world and and I don't know just what would you recommend to women um, well so most of us have kids I guess a lot mm-hmm. of people have the kids it's uh, get your kids to a trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, as teenagers, they put the whole world in perspective. You, the U.S. is not the center of the universe, which is mm-hmm. the way I thought. And you also think all the the words in our English language are English and American, English, whatever. They're not. You find out all these words that are French and German and um, 
And, but just to, and then if you get it, my second would be the trip to the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And they have them. Take them out of Utah. You get better connection with people if uh-huh. you take the ones. Fun for Less is my favorite um, place to, uh, group to, out of Draper is my favorite place to travel with. Uh-huh. I've oh, gone okay. with them two or three times. And... Um, yeah, try to get a trip to Europe or the Middle East with your family. It is the best thing you could ever do to give them a sense of history, of politics, of the world. Uh, I think so after yeah. after when they're 18 and you take them skydiving, <laughs> which is what I did with all yeah, my yeah. kids. Since, since yeah, 18 year olds old is skydiving. And then after that, somewhere before or after that, somewhere in there, there's just all kinds that do it. That's a do, they do it for you. You know, you do, the Rick Steves stuff mm-hmm. is really good. Love him. Um, like I said, the Fun for Less stuff is really good. Uh, you just get to experience Fun for Less. Paxi and I went to France with them. They they drive you on buses, and we were the group, so it's a fun drive. Mm-hmm. I did it with singles, mm-hmm. hundred singles. It was so much fun. <laughs> They take you up to Normandy and then they take you over to here and you get to do all the museums. They take you straight to them. Mm-hmm. So you pack it in and you get the best experience mm-hmm. with the le- least downtime. Nice, nice. Yeah, those, I would say, yeah, it's really cool when you have those fun, like, packages that they put together or things like that. Um, yeah. But and, more yeah. of a bare bones because that's how I like to travel. Yeah, not, not like... Not, the not, fancy luxury stuff I don't like. <laughs> so... More experience it, mm-hmm. you know, experience the food, experience the yeah. people, experience More the, a little yeah. bit of the dirt, you know, experience the streets. Yes, that's the Mountain Mama way. No, that <laughs> is the Mountain Mama way. That's even, that was like, we, uh, we went, uh, my family and I, we went on a cruise a while ago to the Bahamas and it was a super short cruise, but our favorite part in the Bahamas was getting time to just wander the streets and talk to people there and experience it. Um, yeah, our least favorite was when they stopped by, um, like basically the big casino there and all of that, like, and they're like, it's the gorgeous hotel. I can't think of the name of it all of a sudden, but that part was just felt so cold and everything. We're like, we don't want to be here. We want to go back and experience. Um, but yeah. And also it's amazing. I think how, like you said, even just a few days in a different culture or I think like it stays with you in ways that no new car or whatever you know what I mean like those physical trappings can't compare to that experience that you can get when you when you get outside and you and you travel and you get to meet people so I think that's, that's so right. cool oh man well thank you so much Pam yes, you were yes. a delight I hope we get to have you back again mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we've been I feel so like we've only scratched the surface of your stories that's it for today's adventure. Join us next time and remember, a woman's place is in the middle.